Hey, everybody. Super excited for this chat with Univoip, Dean Mansouri, CTO at Univoip. How are you? Great. How are you, Evan? It's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Likewise. And, you know, this is a topic that goes back to 30 years when, when I started in this industry, uh, a little company called Dialogic, building telephony boards, and uh, haven't looked back. So you've been in the telecom, VoIP, telco space for how many decades is it? Uh, do, do you want to put a number on that or are you a little shy it, here? It, it must be more than three decades. And of course, I was three <laughs> years old. And I started. So. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, before we we jump into Univoit, maybe introduce yourself, your role, and a uh, little bit about the company's background and uh, mission these days. Yeah, well, great. Well, thank you. Um, uh, so, as you mentioned, I've been in the industry for longer than I want to admit. Um, and uh, so, Univoit uh, is is an ever evolving cloud voice service provider. I say evolving because when we started back in 2005, uh, you know, we used to call it hosted PBX. Mm-hmm. And over time, you know, the, the marketing caught up and, you know, it became, you know, hosted telephony, then it became cloud, and then it became unified communications as a service. Um, and uh, along those, those years, we kind of made a pivot because we realized, you know, 10 years ago, we used to think, voice was a center of universe, maybe 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. unified communications meant that you just added these other modalities to voice at the center of everything. But um, I think that conversation has changed with Microsoft coming into the space and companies like Microsoft, where they come in to unified communications from the collaboration side. And voice to them is, is a feature. Right, it's not really the center of universe like we used to think about it. So, um, yeah, we admit that we lost that unified communications war to companies like Microsoft. So we made a pivot, and we decided to provide uh, cloud voice for Microsoft Teams um, to make it very easy for customers to make that pivot from a you know premises-based uh, PBX or even a hosted uh, PBX. You know, if, if Customers are using a Microsoft Teams and they're uh, benefiting from all the features functionality of Microsoft Teams. There is no reason why they shouldn't be using the Microsoft PBX. So I'll stop there and um, get your feedback on that. Yeah, well, it's been an interesting evolution to say the least. And you were with another managed services company, G, that was acquired by Comcast. So you've seen this pivot to manage services. What does that look like for your customers? I mean, how do they perceive Univoip as a provider today versus maybe uh, just a few years ago? Yeah, you know, they, um, the average customer really isn't interested in, 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 in the weeds, right? They, they just want a communication system so that they can talk to their customers and colleagues, right? Um, and it just has to make sense for them, right? So who we target today is, uh, you know, any organization that is using Microsoft Teams, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're finding it, uh, that they're finding that it's making them more productive. 
the, the collaboration, the messaging, the meetings, all in one place, and yet they're using a third-party phone system, hmm. uh, which is on an island by itself. So when you look at the situation, um, they're spending more money to keep two different platforms, and the user experience is diminished because it isn't using just one platform. You're having to switch from you know, your, collabor- your internal collaboration mm-hmm. to all of a sudden this other client that has to be managed. Whereas now you can reduce costs and enhance user experience by just using the, the Teams PBX. Uh, and you're right, you know, I, I've been in this industry, so I, I was actually one of the founders of a company called Broadcore mm-hmm. uh, back in 2004, and we did a few things right, and we were acquired by uh, Maester G, and, and I stayed on, uh, and you know, I was in charge of the cloud communications uh, product at Maester G uh, after the acquisition, and then I, you know, I, I saw what I saw in the industry, and I, you know, wanted to take some time off, and one thing led to another, and here I am at Univoy really executing on uh, that vision that, you know, we, we are a cloud voice company. You know, we are Selec, and what we ought to be doing is uh, providing voice solutions, making it easy and reliable for customers uh, uh, in, with respect to the application, the business application that they want to use. And, you know, the, the most prolific application out there more than you know, 50% of the organizations use Microsoft Teams, right? So it made sense for us to really focus on providing cloud voice for Microsoft Teams. Brilliant. And and yet you sta- you kept the VoIP name in Univoip, obviously. It's kind yeah. of a throwback to uh, a days when VoIP was the Wild West, right? I mean, you had thousands of VoIP providers uh, you, you know, questionable voice quality. I think VoIP had a pretty bad rap yes. in the early days, but we've come a long way. I mean, voice now, you, you talk about high definition voice, you talk about spatial audio and quality of service. And how have you, how have you built all of that into your service over the years? So you don't get what you get on mobile phones, drop calls occasionally, or, you, you know, delays and jitter and that sort of thing. It's it's not an issue uh, as like it was you know ten years yeah. ago. Uh, right. Definitely, you know, there's a there's a lot more understanding, especially in the IT community that we work with. They totally get that they have to have some sort of a QoS in their local area network. They understand that you know for their uh, their traffic in the wide area network has to be managed in in some capacity, and and you know some some companies will just throw bandwidth at it and. We don't really get involved with that as much anymore. I think there's more understanding on the customer side. Um, so we do recommend uh, you know, guidelines for making sure that their real-time traffic is prioritized within their LAN and WAN, right? Uh, but it's not so much of an issue. I remember back then, as you mentioned, VoIP sucked, right? You know, <laughs> years ago, and you really have to you have to explain. Uh, to customers that look, you need to have managed switches. You can't just use a hub. You know, you, you, you're going to have to to use some sort of sort of a prioritization, whether you use a VLAN or not. So all of those are challenges. But today, that's not so much of a challenge. And I think it's because just the the, the IT um, 
uh, teams really understand that much better than they used to, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, great, great point. Well, we still remember, so it's still impressive how far you guys have come. Um, and, and tell us, you know, the other prediction many years ago was vo voices dying, voices dead, which of course isn't true either. Uh, voice video is going to kill, you know, telephony or voice communications. And, and yet here we are still making phone calls, still communicating, still getting a little bit tired of video calls, actually. And a lot of us going back to voice only. Um, see, voice is here to stay, I, I think. Yeah. Probably. I still think it's the most <laughs> effective mode of communications. Uh, uh, but I do see that other modalities have uh, increased in, um, in usage. And it, it has given voice, um, uh, you know, a role in, in, the, in everyday communications that isn't the same as, let's say, 15 years ago. So today I have many calls with customers, but they're not, let me pick up the phone and dial their number. Mm -hmm. It's let me send them an email and ask for a meeting, right? And so most of my calls, and we use, uh, of course, Microsoft Teams here internally, and most of my calls are basically uh, voice conferences, right? And not everybody has to show their face. Of course, I always do, uh, <laughs> but voice is still there. It's just not used in the same way. You know, I don't pick up the phone and dial somebody's uh, phone out of the blue. Seldom would I ever do that, right? It's, and most people don't answer their phones anyway, right? <laughs> because of all the spam. So um, yeah, it's scheduled uh, and we get on a meeting. Uh, we can add more people into it. You know, I, I can have an ad hoc meeting. Uh, we can share our screen on the fly. We, we don't have to think twice. Um, whereas in the, in the past, you know, it, it, it was a phone call and you had to explain what you were looking at, right? Uh, maybe send a screenshot or something, uh, if, if you were sophisticated enough, you know, 15 years ago to do that. Uh, so voice still there. It's just used in a different way. I think it's, it's not just, let me pick up the phone and dial somebody's number. That's definitely reduced the number of, you look at our CDRs in general mm -hmm. and compare to the number of users, it's definitely gone down. Uh, throughout the years. That doesn't mean that voice isn't being used. It is, it's just in a different format. It, it's in a meeting, right? It's And it could be a one-to-one -one meeting, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the other area that our industry has take, made great strides in is mobile voice, mobile VoIP and, you know, Teams on your phone uh, or on your iPad. It's gotten really better, much better than it used to be. It used to be kind of a kludge. And mm -hmm. so it's it's native now to devices and firmware and the, the hardware. So that, that's come a long way. You must see a lot of mobility opportunities out there um, as well. And you, you offer quite a, a full stack. What, what, tell me about the other services like contact center, SD-WAN or things or what's yeah, hot so, out there with your customers these days? So with the Microsoft Teams, you know, the way we would uh, succeed in this is, is that if we really made everything really easy. So we do provide cloud voice for Microsoft Teams, but we also fill the gap uh, in where Microsoft stops providing service, uh, such as, you know, uh, a, an advanced um, overlay uh, call center, um, uh, you know, SMS, 
faxing, analog devices, paging systems, door entry systems. We support all of that from a single pane of glass uh, management application. Um, so we built, you know, when we made the pivot five years ago, what we did is we built our uh, network from the ground up. Um, we rebuilt it uh, with, it's a completely programmable network. We can press a, a button and take a layer two switch out of service without dropping a packet. Mm -hmm. um, replicate data centers at will. Um, and, and this programmable network supports cloud native applications. So uh, our management application called service control is a cloud native application. It, it's a single pane of glass for customers to uh, interact with, with the service, whether it's opening a ticket, looking at their invoices, adding a user, deleting a user, subscribing to a new telephone number, assigning the telephone number to a call platform. Uh, all of that is, is doable from this single pane of glass with this single code base. You can manage our, what we used to call, you know, our cloud PBX, uh, our SIP feature server, to fill the gap for uh, those occasions where Microsoft Teams may not be the best fit. Um, or uh, if you need to add a fax uh, uh, to your environment. So we allow our customers to procure telephone numbers, initiate a port request, and then decide which call platform they should be pointed to. So they could go to Cloud Voice for Microsoft Teams, which is based on direct routing. Um, and, and you, you, you can take a number, unassign it, and park it or reserve it or move it to another service. So it, it actually adds another layer of redundancy because you can take your telephone number and point it to our signature server, all uh, in real time uh, in, you know, in, in one place. That's oftentimes uh, people are surprised when they're seeing this. It's, it's hard to explain, but once you're actually you know, in the trenches uh, and wanting to move your, your numbers around or wanting to control your numbers. You don't want to, let's say you have a block of 100 telephone numbers. You don't want to have to pay the provider to point 100 telephone numbers to your Microsoft Teams 365 tenant. Uh, right. So we allow you to park those numbers and online within seconds, move that service to Microsoft Teams or move it to fax or to our feature server and then assign it to whatever service you want. And, and that's really the differentiation. Our, our goal was to make uh, this as simple as it can be. Um, it's, uh, even the onboarding is automated. In fact, uh, we have a, um, uh, we're delivering on the promise of uh, a cloud buying journey, you know, where, you, it's all self-driven. Self you can use a link uh, to subscribe to services with a 30-day free trial without committing to anything, uh, without interacting with anyone. The workflow will allow you to connect our Cloud Voice backbone to your Microsoft 365 tenant, uh, procure some numbers, associate them with your users, test everything, and then initiate a port request. All of this is done in an automated workflow uh, and you can actually, within 15 minutes, you can connect our Cloud Voice backbone to your Microsoft 365 tenant. And then start uh, to assign phone numbers to your users because we've got Azure Active Directory visibility. So we know mm -hmm. which users have the proper licenses. 
right? Uh, so we, we, we really try to make this as easy as it can get. And of course, we've got 724 on the clock support. Uh, um, and we help our customers be successful in this um, uh, migration from you know, your uh, traditional phone system or your hosted PBX over to a completely you know, Teams native calling experience. And, and that whole process is made uh, very easy to do, easy to do business with, and it's easy to onboard, like I said, 15 minutes to connect your cloud voice backbone, our cloud voice backbone to the customer's Microsoft 365 tenant. Wow, that, that's impressive to say the least. And this is a platform, this technology you built yourself over the years. Uh, there are many resellers or you know people using Cisco platforms, or th this is something you've designed and built in-house? Yeah, it's completely proprietary. So we control mm -hmm. the uh, the design. In fact, um, the you know the management application uh, has been developed from the ground up with our own mm -hmm. uh, uh, engineers and our, our development team. Uh, and it's customer feedback, you know, uh, mm. it's a cloud native application. So we are continuously enhancing it. Things get added. We're not doing any monolithic upgrades once a year, you know, it's <laughs> continuously uh, enhanced based on uh, partner and customer feedback. Um, and, and so our solution actually supports the indirect model as well uh, to allow partners to bring in their customers and have the same level of access and control over their customers' services. Brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's, that's super exciting. Wow. Uh, and tell us, do you talk about where your data centers are or which clouds your platform lives or is, is that something sort of yeah, proprietary? So we, we, you know, every customer that uh, uh, signs up, uh, it, you know, we automatically create uh, voice paths so there will be a primary and secondary for our virtual SVCs, which you know we use Riven SVCs, the, the uh, SWEs, and uh, they're automatically provisioned during that during that 15 minute process. Part of that is provisioning all of the SVCs that need to be primary, secondary. But you know our services are in AWS and in Azure, mm -hmm. um, and so this is a uh, really a a, a global design. Uh, so, you know, the number management, you know, service control includes number management, of course, you know, you can procure new numbers, initiate port requests, and it uses the E164 in a global dial plan. Uh, so even though today we're really focused in North America, but we have customers uh, in, in other parts of the world using the same platform. And so as we grow and evolve, um, we don't have any restrictions in how we're going to grow. Uh, we are a cloud, you know, a truly a, a cloud solution provider, right? We've got, um, you know, data centers, but we, we're also in, uh, in in cloud spaces like AWS and Azure. Brilliant. And that's, that's well done. And, you know, you must have quite a global opportunity as well when I think of, you know, telephony and telecom, there's so many countries around the world, advanced countries uh, in terms of tech, Germany and Japan, who are really living in the past as far as their communications 
infrastructure. So uh, how, do, how are you tackling the global marketplace? Um, as I said, you know, we, uh, our solution is made to support a global uh, dial plan and, uh, and we have customers in, in these parts of the world. And there's definitely an opportunity for us to, uh, to expand services to these other countries uh, as the opportunity presents itself. But the focus is still really in North America. Uh, I can tell you, uh, based on the latest uh, data from Microsoft, there are 300 million um, uh, monthly active users of Microsoft 365. Wow. But only about 5 to 10% are actually using the PSDN connectivity. This is global. Uh, and as of the last earnings call, uh, that number is 17 million. So there's 17 million users globally that are using Microsoft Teams as their phone system. They're connected to the PBX and the outside world. But if you think of that as 300 million, only about 17 million are using the PBX, which is nothing to sneeze at, right? 17 million is probably more than any, you know, uh, voice provider, cloud, you know, UCAS <laughs> provider out there, right? And right, right. Uh, yet there is still so much opportunity. I think there's, you know, whether it's SMB or enterprise, there's so much opportunity um, for companies like Univoip to take advantage of the marketplace and offer the service. As I mentioned, it's really a no-brainer. If you're using Microsoft Teams as your internal collaboration, yet you're using a third-party phone system, I guarantee that you can reduce your costs and enhance user experience by uh, uh, migrating to a Microsoft Teams native solution. And I, and I don't mean, you know, using Teams uh, to integrate this because there's solutions out there where you bring in your own feature server, right? You're yeah. selling your own UCAS. And then you're saying, well, okay, if you're using Microsoft Teams, we have a way to integrate. What that really means is that you're still using a third-party phone system and you're mm. using voodoo magic to connect, <laughs> you know, to the team's client. So you have to be running some plugin or some uh, some app uh, that's foreign to Microsoft, right? And and try to replicate that experience. But it'll never be the same because the minute you try to call somebody, it's actually picking up another uh, provider's soft phone to make to complete the call. Or it's just a disjointed experience for the users. And so what we're doing is we're saying, look. You don't need a phone system. You can use Microsoft as your phone system. You know, brilliant. You 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 had me. At you don't need a phone system. Mic drop on that one. Uh, so you've seen it all over your career, all the landmines and the pitfalls and the obstacles. Uh, so give us a little sneak peek into the future. What are you excited about on the horizon? Uh, Microsoft has so much on their roadmap that you can. Leverage, I imagine, when it comes to co-pilots and generative AI. But what are you personally excited about? Yeah, I think co-pilot is is uh, is going to be huge uh, uh, once more, and you know, once it becomes mainstream, um, and I think it will at, at some point. Uh, I think where, where we might uh, come into this is uh, there's so much data that passes through our network. Of course, we don't store, you know, any of the uh, uh, traffic. We can, right? 
Um, if customers want call recording, you know, we can add that to it. But when you when you do that, it's not about recording that call. It's identifying actionable tasks that you can present to the users or the companies so they can make decisions based off of it, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it makes no sense if you're recording, let's say, your sales staff, right, or maybe for compliance. That's what most people do for compliance, right? But there is a different layer that uh, is going to be more prevalent, and that's just understanding the calling patterns, understanding, you know, what works and what doesn't work, and setting up, for example, notifications to the management team that, you know, Here's the trend. Uh, when you're when these phrases are spoken in its simplest form, uh, this sales team is more successful, right? So maybe there is a training opportunity, action, actionable yeah. task to train your organization to say these words, you know. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of uh, usage of that data. You know, we, the data is there, but it's very hard to pinpoint and figure out how to make it useful. Um, that's where we would come in in the future is, is to have not just call recording, but tools that allow you to make um, good decisions based on actual data that you weren't analyzing or you couldn't analyze. It was humanly impossible to analyze data, but now you can do it with AI. There's so many tools that are coming out. You know, Copilot is an example of that, right? I can get a summary of our call. Uh, I, you know, I can get transcriptions of it. I can get pointers already. You know, if I'm talking about a subject, I can get all that information from the from our own OneDrive. I don't even have to go outside. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's great. I think that's that's where um, this is really going to be uh, a productivity tool that companies won't be able to do without. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on Copilot. I'm already a huge uh, OpenAI ChatGPT user and at least maybe 10 other tools that I'm using at the moment. So add one more to the basket. Uh, well, thanks so much for your insights and your you know introduction. What, what are you uh, up to the rest of the summer? Any travel personally, professionally, anything on your radar? Yeah, so I actually... Uh, uh... Uh, drove uh, my son from Los Angeles to Memphis. Well, my wife and I drove him. He's starting medical school in um, oh, congratulations uh, in, uh, in Memphis, University of Tennessee Health and Science Center. And so we decided to take a road trip. He he says, "Dad, I need a car." I said, well, "You have a car?" He says, "No, I need it over there." I said, "No problem, we'll just drive it over there." And so we did. It was actually a lot of fun. You know, we stopped. That is quite a trip. Road. Yeah. I love I love the Great American Road Trip. Still alive and well. Well, thank you so much, Dean. Look forward to seeing you uh, out and about in the fall. Uh, various events, I'm sure, we'll catch up with you. And thanks everyone for watching. Feel free to reach out on social with any comments, questions, DMs are welcome. And uh, catch you later. All right. Thank you, Evan. Take care. Thank you very much, Dean. Take care, everyone.